Welcome to No One's Ever Ask Me That, where you'll hear inspiring, real, behind-the-scenes stories from high achievers building a life and a business with passion, designed to motivate you, inspire you, teach you, and show you exactly what's possible for you, too. This is No One's Ever Ask Me That with your host, Christine McAllister. Hello, everyone. It's Christine McAllister, founder of Life with Passion, here with my amazing COO and the head of our internal podcast guesting agency, Nicole Pettis. Hello, Nicole. Hello. It's so great to be here with you. Yay! We have been talking a lot about the questions or the comments that we get every day from the people that we meet who find out what we do and then share their experience with us. So this happened for me a bunch when I was in Phoenix a week and a half ago. And what we found is that what we do is so, so specific, right? And so niched, as they say, that people either have experience with it, they have a desire to have experience with it, or they're like, ah, okay, that's interesting, that's weird, that's niche, bye. Right. But the podcasting industry has grown so exponentially over the last year, year and a half. It's grown by more than 50%. There are over a hundred thousand podcasts launching every single month right now, which is like, what? That's like more than 3,000 podcasts a day, if my math is correct. And I, and so it's on the collective consciousness of people who are in the online business space, right? So many people are thinking about going on a podcast and or starting a podcast or both. And if you're one of those people who's started a podcast and you have a desire to monetize it, it being a guest is the number one way to grow your own show. Number one way to grow your own show. And if you're one of those people who's like, man, I realize that starting a podcast is as much work as starting a whole other business because it is such a huge project, then you might be going, I would really just rather be a guest, at least to start until I figure out what I want my podcast to be about, till I have my ducks in a row, till I'm clear about that. And that's certainly where I was. I was on over a hundred podcasts as a guest before I ever started my own podcast. And our focus is very much on the guesting side, right? Teaching you how to be the best, most possible, like most value-driven guest possible so that you see not only immediate return in terms of attracting clients to you rather than having to chase them, but also having the ability to, um, to see so many other benefits that we have seen ourselves and our clients have when you show up in a way that's different than everybody else. But in order to show up in a way that's different than everybody else, you need to first understand how everybody else is doing it <laughs> from insider's perspective, from those of us who work in this industry and on this side of the industry day in and day out. So we've got three things to share with you that we have seen and we have learned from the last six years of 
writing over a thousand podcast pitches for ourselves and for our clients and between ourselves and what our clients have done, generating over a million dollars using our specific approach. And so what we're going to do is tell you what we see everybody else doing, why it doesn't work, and then what you can do instead. And we really want to hear your feedback. So let us know what what resonates with you. Let us know what lands. Let us know what questions that you have. Ready, Nicole? Yes, let's do this. Awesome. Okay. So thing number one that we see people doing is pitching or saying yes to any show without going in with a holistic strategy about what shows would actually be best for you, right? So when you're thinking about going on podcasts, most people think about the obvious shows. So the problem with that is that this is where everybody else is going. So Nicole, since you run our agency and you do a lot of selecting which shows to research and then, you know, whittle down from there and then which shows to pitch. How do you and our research team think about this? Yeah. So how I like to think about this is you want to get on a show where your audience of the show is your actual ideal audience, right? So you really want to think about who is listening to this show. If it's you that's listening to the show and it's people who are just like you, maybe that's not actually your audience, right? Like if you're a fitness coach, maybe being on a fitness coaching podcast isn't where you're going to get clients because really people who already know about fitness and who are already working on that are the ones who are listening. So instead, you really want to think about where are my ideal clients listening? So a good little tip that we have is we always ask our clients to put up a social media post asking what their audience is listening to. And this is a good way to sort of get a crowdsourced idea of where your ideal audience might be listening. And another thing that you want to think about when you're doing this is examining your ancillary audience angles. So what I mean by this is thinking about where you could fit into the conversation, but not maybe in a direct manner. So sticking to this theme of fitness, right? Maybe you're a fitness coach and you decide, okay, I'm not going to get on those fitness coaching podcasts because that's where all the other fitness coaches are. I'm going to get on the ones where people are looking to better their health and fitness. That's great, but you're probably still going to end up being one of many fitness coaches who are the guests on that show, right? So instead, you might want to look at other angles, like perhaps you are also a digital nomad. So maybe, you know, being on a digital nomad podcast, you could be the only fitness coach who talks about how to maintain your health and fitness while you're being a digital nomad. So really extracting these other facets of your personality and you, and then seeing how you can go in from that angle so that you really stand out on the show. Yeah, I love that. I mean, again, the way that most people think about this, as Nicole said, is like, it's the obvious angle, right? Like, and, and to be fair, that's fine because most people don't have, you know, a 20 year background in media and PR. So we're looking at the, the, the places that, that would come naturally to us and that's okay. But the problem is that, like you said, you're one of many, like, if I'm a business coach and I go on a business uh, a show that another business coach is hosting, then there's a potential for that business coach to feel like there's competition, whether or not you believe in that. There's a potential for the fact that they might be interviewing lots of business coaches, 
right? And certainly your people are going to resonate with you. And there's a lot more noise, right? So one of the really interesting things that I have found in my own work is that like when some of the shows that have had the very biggest ROI for me of, of all, um, have had nothing to do with what I was um, selling at the time, like literally nothing. And they were some like either and, or they were completely unrelated. And I barely talked about business in the show. I talked about my personal life or they had a teeny tiny audience. So this is really, really important because I hear all the time, the following things. Well, I went on a bunch of podcasts and it was fun, but I didn't see anything from it. And I'd love to know if, if you have felt the same way. Um, or, well, I only want to go on shows of a such and such size, right? What's the biggest show that you can get me on? And I've talked about that before, but those are really the wrong questions to be asking. Those are the same shows that everybody's trying to get on because they have a perception that bigger is better. And I'm here to tell you that that is not always true. That is definitely not always true. This industry is evolving very quickly. And the shows that have the biggest downloads may or may not be the ones that your people are actually listening to. It might be totally a vanity metric for you where your your people just aren't even hanging out. And it might be nice to say that you were on that show, but if you're truly looking for an ROI, then you have to ask deeper questions. And that's where the ancillary audience angles really come in so that you can enter the conversation and be the one and only expert who does what you do and who is aligned with the values of the host and of the audience. And so you are the go-to person, right? What does everybody want? They want to be the one who's tagged when someone asks who's the best person for X, Y, Z, right? Well, if you are the only and you're in an aligned community of listeners, like you are going to be that go-to expert that gets referred to because you showed up um, differently than everybody else who was on that podcast. Which leads us directly into a second thing, which is that the way that most people think about being a guest on podcasts is they think about getting on the show. The end. They think about getting on the show and they stop there. But the thing is, if you actually want to monetize your appearances, you've got to have a strategy for how to show up. And you have to have this skill set to show up powerfully because, again, this is where everybody else is stopping. This is why everybody else is saying, well, I went on a bunch of podcasts and it was fun. I didn't see anything from it because they literally stopped at the booking. I got on. Okay, now I have to do a show up and be myself. Well, that's part of it right? That is just part of it. Nicole, what, what would you add to this? Like you now have your own podcast. You've been a guest, right? And you work, um, with and on for our clients. Like what's been your experience here? 
Yeah. So, I mean, my experience, what I find is that a lot of people feel like they're really good at sharing their expertise. Like they can teach on any topic that they want to. Um, but what I find is that they say, you know, I don't really know how to weave in like what it is that I'm doing and really get the audience to get to know what it is that I do and how I can help them in a way that isn't really like sleazy or salesy. And on the other side of things, sometimes you have guests that show up that all they do is talk about themselves. And when all they do is talk about themselves, even if, you know, you're asking another question, they find a way to answer it in the way they want to. It kind of gets on the nerves of the interviewer and the audience. I think that they can really feel that, you know, when you're listening to an episode and right from the get go, the person you can feel like they're selling you, you usually click to the next one. And that's really the last thing that you want, right? You want people to be listening to the whole episode, getting to know your energy and your authenticity. So that at the end, when you drop whatever your call to action is, people are like, yeah, Um, So yeah, I would say really just being able to share your expertise in a way that can make sales, but also isn't super salesy. Totally. Right. Like we are so sensitive to being sold in this space, whether it's an ad or whether it is um, when someone transitions to a pitch. Um, And unfortunately, there are a lot of people who feel like they're really good at delivering a message uh, one-to-many, like on an in-person stage or on a virtual stage by themselves. And they believe incorrectly, in my opinion, that this translates exactly to being a great guest, to being a great conversationalist. And I have seen time and time again that this is simply not the case. In fact, we have public speakers who are our clients because they understand that while they're amazing at public speaking, they get paid for it, they can teach it, right, whatever, that when it comes to being a guest, they have a tendency to do what they would do on a stage that they own, which is take it completely over and not have a conversation, right? And there are reasons that when you watch you know, late night television, when you watch these celebrities, when you watch um, effective public speakers have conversations with interviewers, those people have been coached. That is not, they just like, they have been coached. They have been trained. They have practiced to be able to make it look effortless, to be able to make it look like they're really good at that. Right. And I think that, I think that it's easy to think, well, if I can have a conversation with somebody or I can speak on a stage, then that is exactly the same as a podcast interview. And there are really some nuances to this because it is a whole different skill set on a very different platform than other types of media, right? Television, radio, um, maybe with the exception of long form shows like some of those on NPR, news radio, right? News television, short, quick, sound bites, right? Edited, right? These are typically much longer, much more in-depth conversations. The way that people consume them is very different. The relationship with the host is very different. Um, And so the way that you show up, there's an invitation for the way that you show up to get to be different too. Because if you learn how to have a a powerful conversation, long-form conversation in this way, this is a skill that you can monetize over a lifetime that you can take to podcast guesting over and over and over and over and over again, and that you can take to other types of conversations um, 
whether it's a Facebook Live, whether it's a one-on-one, whatever it is, there are so many different ways to repurpose this skill set for maximum profit. And so I would also say that this leads to what we call podcast offer alignment, getting clear on how you're showing up and who you're showing up for, right? Because I know that when we do that for our clients, it makes it really easy to um, figure out who to pitch that would be in the greatest, like the greatest likelihood of alignment, audience, host, and then clients. Can you speak a little bit about that, Nicole? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, whatever it is that your offers are going to be around, you want it to be aligned with the values of the audience and the host, right? So let's say you're a um, spiritual guru and you talk a lot about like manifesting in crystals, perhaps being on like a spiritual show where mainly the people are more um, Christian and Catholic and they don't align with that type of spirituality. That's not going to be the best fit. So really making sure that whatever your offering is aligns with the audience and as well as with the host, right? I think a lot of people, when they go into it, they just pitch the person because they see, well, you're a podcast host. But what they don't think about is this is going to turn into a long-term relationship if you show up the right way. And when you're able to do that, then you're able to grow your network so much more. You're able to get invited back. You get invited into their inner circle. You know, you become a referral partner, all these other things that we don't always think about right from the start. Yeah, it's it's so, so true, right? Like we really think about this quality over quantity approach, um, which is really pretty opposite of the way that most people think about it um, again. And we think about all of the ways that one conversation can totally change the face of your business, your clientele, your network, um, your content. And so when you think about one conversation being able to be so, so powerful in so many different ways, it's worth investing time ahead of time for strategy. It's worth had a conversation with a really high level entrepreneur um, on, let's see, yesterday. And we were talking about, all right, how many shows does it make sense for him to go on? And we were talking about quality over quantity. And a lot of times people come to me and they're like, well, I mean, I'm going to go on like three a day. I love it. Or I'm going to go on like four a week or whatever. I'm like, but do you, why is it to say that you went on a hundred shows this year? Or do you actually care about developing a relationship with the person that you are, um, speaking with and with their audience? Because if you care about that, then you are going to invest more time in each relationship rather than just showing up, grabbing what you can and running on to the next one, right? So would you rather develop a relationship with a dozen people that you want to have in your inner circle forever? Or would you rather just meet 50 people that was like, well, it was nice to meet, you know, it's like a networking event and you never talk to them again, right? And, you know, over the past six years, like I, I just went all in on this because it was so fun for me. And so, I mean, we joke like I made all of the mistakes, so you don't have to, right? Because when I look at when I look at what shows brought me these long-term clients who spent tens of thousands of dollars with me, there's a handful of them. And so we reverse engineer why is that? Who wh- what was it about that show? What was it about the 
alignment, because a lot of times it wasn't a business show, um, why, what generated those amazing results. And then we apply that to like how we think about teaching this process to our clients, right? And helping them to find the right shows. So really it's, it's a much deeper level. It's a much deeper approach than just saying like, okay, we're going to get you on X number of shows in X time. Like that's important, but it is not the, the main metric that we're focused on. We're focused on quality and teaching you how to use this, um, use podcast guesting as the center of your organic marketing and of developing your relationships with um, and your network at the most leveraged way possible. Um, which leads so nicely into our third point, Nicole, which is that like, again, we've said it, it's worth saying again, most people when they think about podcast guesting are focusing on quantity over quality. So how do you think about this differently? Running our agency, creating pitches, teaching people how to create pitches. How do you think about approaching this differently? Yeah. So I think there's two sides of um, quantity that people sort of get stuck on. And the first is the audience size of the show, right? So a lot of the time people only want to pitch the shows with the biggest audience. We already kind of touched on this, right? It's really more important that you get in front of a quality audience of people who are actually interested in what you have to say and who are aligned with your values and your beliefs, um, as opposed to getting on a huge show with maybe a million listeners and none of them are actually your people. And then the other side is really deciding like how many pitches am I going to send and how much time to spend on each pitch, right? Because you could take the quantity approach and develop one generic pitch that just says, you know, who you are, what you talk about and send it to a thousand podcasts in one day if you really wanted to. But the problem with that is one, again, you're going to get on potentially lower quality shows because you're not doing that depth of research to make sure you're going to have the alignment. And two, you're probably not going to even get accepted on the show because what happens is, I mean, we get these pitches all the time, right, Christine, like people coming in, you can tell they didn't even look at your show. They don't even know what it is you talk about. Because sometimes the topics that they recommend don't even go along with the podcast. So you really want to spend that extra time to show the host that you know who they are, you care about them, and you're excited to get on their show, not just any show. Because not only does this um, increase your chance of getting accepted, like our acceptance rate is 10 times the industry average, which is crazy crazy, but it also just starts your relationship off on the right foot because it's like, you know, if you got a thank you card for, or a welcome card from somebody, right. And somebody wrote you a welcome card and it was just generic welcome to the party. You'd probably throw it in the garbage. But if somebody had wrote you like a handwritten note, like I'm so excited to have you at this party for these specific reasons, you might keep that and it becomes a memorabilia later. And it really just gets the relationship on a whole other level. Yeah, it's so true. And like, and here's the deal, like this approach, these approaches are not for everyone, right? Like really and truly, you know, our, our, the way we work with folks other than our $97 DIY masterclass is all application only because this only aligns with certain value systems, right? This aligns with people who really want to do um, their business based on, um, based on connection and referrals and alignment and not just the masses for the sake of it, right? You have to have a deep mission, a calling, a purpose. 
um, and be connected to that and for that to be what drives you. And of course, making money because this is the world we live in, right? So we can, you know, feed ourselves and live our best lives and our purposes and our calling and give back and all of the things that are important, important to us on this team. Um, and it starts with like a connection to the vision, to the values, right? As opposed to just, um, again, just how many shows can you get on? How big of shows can you get on? How can you show up and take what you can get, right? So it's helping me put together, actually, like this is, in my opinion, it's like a next level of consciousness type of, of business values, right? Where the old industrial model is like, suck what you can out of the earth, suck what you can out of people, treat people like machines, right? Take what they take, whatever you can out of what they have out of their resources and go on to the next thing. What if you are instead creating a business that is a win, 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 win for everyone. And when you apply that specifically to podcast guesting, that means serving the host as much, if not more than you serve yourself. That means serving their audience at a very high level, not holding back and trusting that when you show up with a strategy and with an intention that the right people are going to follow you. Right. And so this is, I mean, this is why we do what we do. Right. And this is why we're only available for the, the people who align with us, because that's why we're in business. Right. That's why any of us are in business to work with the people that we love. And we are so, so blessed that that's that those are the people who've chosen to work with us. And, you know, that's really my intention behind why, like you all, if you've been around the past couple of weeks, you've been seeing us offer this new um, accelerator program. And that's my intention behind why we created it to make this method like more accessible to people um, and to be able to bring like bring our team to the table with each of our expertises to help you and for you to be able to potentially bring your team to the table, right? Because we've been having people say, can I send a team member to get trained on this? This is a very particular skill set that you don't have unless you've learned it doing it, right? So we've learned that because we've had people try to put somebody um, on this, somebody on their team, even someone amazing on their team, um, without having been trained in the way to think about this, without having had support and accountability in how to add this skill set to their brains um, and to their work. And it just doesn't work. It just doesn't get done. It's too overwhelming. So we wanted to create a container where we get to walk alongside you and or your team and actually help you walk this out and get an ROI from it into, into 2023, which is like so weird to say, oh my gosh, what, what would you add to that? You're such a like, uh, I love about you. Like you're such a systems planning person. Like we're working out, okay, what trainings are we going to do when, and when, when does it make sense to teach people this? this process. And, um, and, uh, I'm, I'm curious, like how you're thinking about this as we show up, you know, for a new group of people. 
Yeah. Um, So one of the things that I'm really excited about, like you mentioned, is that ability to empower teams and empower people to take our method and run with it. So we're actually, you know, taking you right through the process, holding your hand through every side of it. And I think something really unique that I like about our program is that we focus on strategy in terms of both the booking and the research side and the way that you show up. So a lot of the time when you're looking into podcast guesting, you know, people will help you, but they maybe only help you to get on the show and then they just sort of leave you to fend for yourself. Or conversely, if you want to go get a media coach, oftentimes they're really high level, quite expensive and maybe out of your range for, you know, being a podcast guest. So this really allows a good mesh of the strategy between booking as well as the strategy for showing up. And the fact that they're provided in the same container, I think really helps with our podcast alignment so that you're really uh, feeling aligned with how you're showing up because, you know, that strategy is intertwined in how you're doing the research and whatever show you're showing up on is also intertwined in whatever strategy you're going to use for that show. So I just love how we're able to sort of bridge the gap there. I feel that there's a real gap in the industry of, you know, developing those speaking skills and getting on shows. Yeah, it's so true. And we, we want to help you do both, right? We want to change that story of like, well, I went on a bunch of shows, but I didn't see anything from it. Um, and we are in beta pricing right now. So if you're interested in this, um, if you're interested in this, please feel free to reach out um, because, you know, this is, it's going to be double the investment that it is currently because the ROI is there when you do the work and with our support and our accountability, like we are not going to let you disappear. This is a small group container where we will be meeting to talk about you and your success every single week and doing everything that we can to help you and your team if you decide to send a team member to be successful. That's our intention. Um, And so I would love to hear your biggest takeaways about what we shared today. Please let us know. Um, And of course, we're honored to help answer any questions that we can. Um, I hope this was helpful. Anything else that you want to add here, Nicole? Um, No, I I think that covers it. Awesome. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Here's to living your life with passion and to podcasting with passion. Here's to living your life with passion.